Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, if you're planning to get married this month, God love you. There seems to be no let up in the bad weather, forcing many couples to resort to the child of Prague to turn things around. So where does that tradition come from and what exactly are you supposed to do? Kelly Fitzgerald is Assistant Professor in the School of Irish Celtic Studies and Folklore in UCD. Afternoon, Kelly. Hello, hello, how are you? Not too bad. So who is the child of Prague? Why, why Prague? Why Prague? Well, it, it does. Um, it, it's one of those things that goes back a long time ago. Uh, in the 16th century, a Spanish princess was marrying a very wealthy nobleman from Prague. And her mother gave her this statue, um, this, the original piece of art that we now see as the child of Prague. And here she was marrying her, her, her prince uh, from, from Czech. And uh, uh, this now still remains where it was and has, is said to have performed numerous miracles. Now, of course, we in Ireland, um, as numerous other countries um, with strong Catholic ties, um, due to pilgrimage or due to various ways, uh, once these were made into kind of smaller trinkets, they have made their way into Ireland, and Ireland now does what it will with this small child uh, of a statue. Right, okay. And so the, 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 the connection, though, with the weather specifically, is it known yes. how that came about? Well, again, I think it's quite interesting. So originally it was a wedding gift from a mother uh, to her daughter. And we see in various other countries, they engage with these kind of small devotional objects in in different ways. Um, And here in Ireland, it really became a strong tradition uh, to be uh, a way in which to support or help uh, the weather for a wedding. And I think it, it it just goes to show that even though this is a very kind of pan, transnational, Catholic um, item, Ireland has really made of it of its own in what it wants to do with it. And what does it want to do? It wants good weather for the wedding. Yeah. So, the, uh, and, and it's specific. <laughs> it's specifically a Catholic thing. It's not, you know. Well, I mean, it's again all. We could get to a bigger conversation here, Sean, about all this idolatry. <laughs> But yes, think of it. And if we think of the late 19th century, the devotional revolution, when all of these kinds of very, um, it was much more affordable to make these material objects, um, people on pilgrimages, people even here in Ireland, uh, the various shops that would open up, they were affordable, um, and yet, and, and people would bring them into their own kind of popular uh, religious devotional um, activity. Right. Okay. And the, the actual statue itself, who's it of? Well, it's Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and I don't know. It's a little vague. I know. I know. I know. It is a star. So it's quite interesting. So just imagine it is uh, Jesus um, as a child and he's in these, he's in these royal garments. Mm. And I just think it's really interesting because we don't have that type of imagery of Jesus Christ like, again, if he was in his 30s or whatever age we think of him as an older man, we wouldn't have him as this king of, you know, he is, you know, this kind of king figure. But somehow it really plays into us in having this kind of small child, you know, chubby cheeks, 
all dressed all regally with the crown on his head. Yeah. Okay. So the, 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 there are different ways. And it, would it be the case, Kelly, that there's different practices in different parts of the country as to what oh, you're supposed yeah. to do with the child to pry? Absolutely. And I think this is really interesting because, again, when we have these kind of rituals attached to the customs and practices, it's almost like when the, if, if the weather... You know, again, if you do something and then the weather gives us like a day we're having in Dublin today, um, it's almost like you didn't do it quite right. You know, (laughs) so it almost makes things difficult. So do you have to hide it under a bush? Uh, Should the child of Prague have a head or no head? If If it works better with no head, are you allowed to take that head off or does it have to happen naturally? due to the poor, cheap manufacturing. Right. Okay, so so explain the head thing, because I I must say, today was the first time I heard about the head thing. I thought... John, you're just behind the time. I am, yeah. The head... The head... Now, my child of head is off, and it happened naturally. Um, So again, it's almost like... I I feel like you're uh, you're this kind of small um, object. It's almost as if the hand of God kind of gave it a bolt or something and, and get, imbued better powers into it and knocked its head off so that it's almost this, this object now has a lot more power in it than it did when it had its head on it or not. You know, I think it's quite interesting how we view these um, pieces of material. You know, they're not valuable in the sense of, of that, but they do become valuable in how we um, kind of put our own beliefs into them mm. and how we feel what they hold in themselves. So, but you're, you don't be like giving it a whack with a hammer or anything like that. It has no, to fall see, off naturally. Uh, some people say you can do that. See, oh. You know, there's no written rules here. But you could see, like you could see people thinking that the real, the real deal is it has to happen on its own. But others might be more giving um, and forgiving and allow you to do that. See, again, just remember, there's no book where these rules are written down. We can only collect what people are already doing, you know? So yes. that's the really interesting thing of this. Yeah, so some people leave them in the window. Some people, as you yes. say, put them under a bush. Does anyone yes. bury them? I have heard that some will bury them. And I, again, think it's really interesting. Like, you're not going to get a good day without putting a bit of effort into your child of fraud. Yeah. So, like, like, stay in the window. That's not much effort. Digging up a hole and burying it down to its head, that takes some time and takes some effort. And I do love it because think of it, again, this is that time, that really exciting time before the wedding, preparations are happening, and here you have this like slight activity that is very important um, and brings the kind of, quite often it's, it's the mother and daughter and her bridal party bringing them together for the big day. Yeah. Is it better to go out and, well, I suppose if you've no option, if you don't have one, to go out and buy a new one. But is it better to kind of have one oh. that your granny had? That kind of oh, thing. Oh, see, I know. Again, we would think. Now, um, I'm sure, like, again, I, I think, again, going back to the history of it, I really, I, I believe this is a, a Carmelite object, that that's the um, order in which uh, really started this. So I'd say the shop down on White Fire Street there, um, where Valentine's remains are, I'd say they'd have some there for you. But, again, if it's almost that sense of being handed down as if it's it, your own kind of energy has, has, has been given to it and it has that bit of weight 
because it has a bit of age with it as well. Yeah. Kelly, thanks a million for uh, talking with us today. Uh, that was uh, Dr. Kerry, Kelly Fitzgerald, uh, who uh, she's from the UCD School of Irish, Celtic uh, and Folklore Studies in uh, UCD. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.